Lizendy Lee from Where Joy Is Ministries. Today's podcast is the first in a brand new series called A Mighty Woman's Artillery. You know, it's something I have been studying for the better part of a year now, and I'm so excited to finally begin sharing this with all of you. As women, we are all familiar with Proverbs 31 and the beautiful description of what a woman of God looks like and how she lives her life. But something that is often overlooked is the word virtuous in verse 10. When Solomon asks, who can find a virtuous woman? We typically think of attributes like dignified, pure, a woman who is full of integrity. But looking this word up in this passage, it actually means valiant. This is the same word used to describe David when he came against Goliath. This is describing a woman of substance who is a spiritual force to be reckoned with. This is a woman of strength who knows where power lies and she's chosen to tap into that power and let it transform her into a mighty woman of God. This is not describing a churchgoer who knows all the religious cliches. This is a woman who has unwavering confidence in the Lord. This is God's intent for every woman. I'm not talking about aggressiveness. I'm not talking about feminism and all those things that have predominated our culture. I'm talking about a woman who has the audacity to believe in God, who has the determination to live in his strength, to go to war with the enemy, not sit passively on the sidelines. This is a woman who Leslie Ludy put it perfectly when she said, stick grit in the girliness. This is a woman who does that, who puts grit in her girliness, and she knows how to, how to um, go to war in spiritual warfare and defeat the enemy. That is God's heart for every woman. So the question is, how do we do this? It's one thing to glamorize the thought of being a mighty woman of faith. It's another thing to actually execute it, to actually do it. So in the following weeks, we're going to look at this artillery God gives us so that we can learn how to be victorious over sin and over the enemy. And really quick, this victory I'm talking about is not the kind of victory where you just get whatever you pray for. This is a richer, deeper, fuller victory that, quite honestly, we can't even begin to imagine. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that worked within us. Now my mind can think of some pretty extravagant, amazing things, but this verse tells us that Jesus is able to do so much more abundantly above anything we could ever think up on our own. This victorious life that I'm talking about is a life that's just different, a life that's powerful, a life that's undefeated. I think sometimes we give the enemy too much credit. Yes, he's on the offense. Yes, he comes to wreak havoc and utterly destroy our homes and our families and our marriages. But quite honestly, it's up to us as to whether or not we're going to let him invade or if we're going to stand up and overcome him through Jesus Christ. So let's look at one of the weapons God gives to us. We're going to begin this study with the sixth chapter of Ephesians. Now, if you are well acquainted with your Bible, then you know that Ephesians 6 is where we find the armor of God. And this armor is for every Christian. It's not just women, not just for men, not a select few. It's for every believer. So in verse 10, we are commanded to be strong, not in our own strength, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
We are called to put on the whole armor of God in verse 11 and verse 13. Verses 14 through 17 identify each piece of the armor. There's the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. I often cover each of these extensively when I am asked to speak. Today, though, I'm going to highlight one piece of armor in particular, and that's the belt of truth. Paul, in the scriptures, uses a belt as the symbol for truth. And this is significant. The picture that it gives here is that truth should be what our life is based upon. And not only that, we should wrap truth around us like a belt. It encompasses who we are. Now, in Bible times, the girdle or belt around the waist held the soldier's garments together. Now, again, we're talking about war. We're talking about, you know, a mighty woman's artillery. We're talking about spiritual warfare and combat. So the girdle would hold um, all of the soldier's clothes together. Without that, his movements would be hindered while he was engaged in combat. And so this belt enabled him to fight. It enabled him to fight effectively because it kept his clothes pulled up and secure. The spiritual significance of this is that God does not simply want us to point to the truth, to point at the truth. He wants us to wear truth. He wants truth to be wrapped around us for our whole existence to be covered in the truth. A key foundational piece in a mighty woman of God's artillery is truth. And sadly, in our culture, truth has become something that is relative. It's really only a matter of what you personally believe or prefer instead of something that is sure, instead of something that is absolute Recently, I did a Google search on truth. I just typed in, what is truth? And it was astonishing. The things that popped up and the um, definitions that it gave and the perspectives that it gave and the opinions that it gave. Today, truth can mean any number of things. Um, It could mean just being accepted by others, their opinion being accepted, or just simply being sincere. But what I find particularly dangerous is how truth has been redefined within the church. Leaders like Rob Bell, who has become one of the most successful and influential pastors of our day, uses a spring analogy when talking about truth. He and others like Donald Miller and Brian McLaren believe that truth is springy. It gives and it reshapes itself to um, conform to each generation. And this is something that is completely contradictory to the real truth written in Scripture. Truth is not about being relevant. The whole point of the Christian life is about truth reshaping us into the likeness of Jesus Christ, about transforming us. It's calling us to the cross, not dismembering the cross and reinventing it to conform to our standards. The world would like us to believe that truth is subjective. It's nothing more than what you make it. Often, I know I have heard this, maybe you have too, we hear phrases like, that's true for you, but not for me, or this is my truth. The Bible does not teach this. In fact, it teaches the very opposite. Truth has absolutely nothing to do with us, nothing to do with me, nothing to do with you or our our preferences. Truth has everything to do with Jesus Christ because Jesus is truth. In Psalm chapter 26, verse 3, David says, For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. 
Psalm chapter 86 verse 11 says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. In John 17 verse 17, we see, Sanctify them through thy truth. Not my truth, your truth. It's all about the truth of God. In John chapter 14 verse 6, Jesus is saying he is the way, he is the life, and he is the truth. Not a truth or his truth, but the truth. Period. It's an absolute. It cannot change. It will not change. In the very beginning, way back in the Garden of Eden, the very first words out of the serpent's mouth were casting doubt on the Word of God. It was making a perfect and pure truth, something that was flexible, something open to interpretation, something watered down, subjective. And if that approach was the very first attack that Satan used on mankind, we ought to understand how serious it is and how vital it is to live in truth, to walk in the truth of God's word. And the only way to do that, to live in the truth and stand with truth wrapped around our waist is by getting out of the way, getting ourselves out of the equation and by putting to death our preferences and opinions about what truth is or may be and allowing Christ to dwell in us and live through us because he is truth. It's interesting that armor, especially the Roman armor of that day, in that armor, every piece hinged on and was attached to the belt. And it's so funny because everything we do should hinge on and be attached to the truth. And not only does the belt hold everything in place, but it also serves to carry the sheath that holds the sword. Some people have the sword of God's word, but without the belt of truth, they come to wrong conclusions. They come to reckless conclusions. And we will talk more about the sword and the other pieces of the armor of God in future podcasts. But just like other pieces of the armor are attached to the belt, truth has to be, must be, what our existence is built with, or really everything else is useless. Faith hinges on the truth. Righteous living hinges on and is based on what is true. Being at peace with God and others and spreading the gospel is all centered around the truth. If you desire God's call upon your life to become a mighty woman, you must begin by taking Jesus, who is the way, the life, and the truth, and wrapping Jesus himself around you. If you want to experience valiant, victorious womanhood, you've got to begin by taking the belt and putting it on. I encourage you to dig deep into God's word and to learn the truth. Let it soak into your spirit. Let it transform your life. Let it sanctify you. Let it do its job, which is to bring freedom and direction and yes, even joy. So I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I pray that your spirit will be freshly awakened to the truth today. 